Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to Grindhouse, where we drink coffee and talk about movies. I'm your host, Leah Diana, and with my co-host and boyfriend, Sean Tatro, we will be winding back the reels to 1973. A photographer finds herself falling under the spell of a witch in Baba Yaga. Let's get into it. You dirty cocksuckers! Tell all your grave robbing friends I want them out of the city now! The nightmare of insane murder. From the depths of hell. Oddly enough, this is our second film in two weeks, prominently featuring a photographer. It is, huh? It's kind of weird. We have a guest appearance today. She really wants my coffee. This is Autumn, and this... obviously we picked the right cat. <laughs> this is Autumn. <laughs> we're, we're trying to get used to her being around, so if she's around, I'm not really going to fight her, unless she's knocking shit over but, yes, I did not know that this introduced a photographer either. I was actually kind of like, what? No, I, we chose both of those movies and it's just a funny coincidence. Yeah. He chose Eyes of Laura March. Mars. I'm sorry, Mars. I do that every time. And I chose Baba Yaga. But I chose Baba Yaga just solely because it said it was a sexploitation movie. Really? <laughs> hey. We're working here. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I picked it solely because it said it was a sexploitation film. Which it is. 
It is. I would say this is like starter. I don't think it's on the level you were expecting. Honestly, I was expecting like even the intro like to the DVD or the Blu-ray. I'm thinking, oh, there's going to be teddies everywhere. There is, but it's tasteful, guys. It's tasteful. Very tasteful. It's more heavy. It's like, to me, it's heavier subject matter than Sex and Fury, but lighter on the the sex. Yeah. Women weren't objects in this. No. It was more like they were goddesses. They were put on these pedestals. Um, So this film was directed by Corrado Farina. Uh, I might be butchering the, how these names are said. I have some fun facts. Okay. I looked it up. And there are a couple scenes where, I don't know why, I don't understand the subject matter, but there are a couple scenes where the main character ended up in, like, Nazi time? Yes. The director is uncredited as the man in the general, in the Nazi general uniform. Oh, He's really? uncredited, but he's he does that, and then he does one of the taxi scenes. Oh, so that's So the, cool. the director is actually physically in this, so it's kind of cool. Nice. Yeah. It's interesting. He kind of put himself, like you said, he's in one of the taxi scenes. Yeah. So he's physically present, and then he's also in her dreams, which is like... Oh, I've seen his face before. Yeah, that she's projecting him. Uh, that's that's a cool, yeah, cool little he cameo. He had a third uncredited role, but I don't remember it, and I can't, I can't find it again. I think it was on IMDb yeah. where it said it. But this director also has only other, only one other film, which I'm going to find because it is another sexploitation film. Okay. Well, it looks like he also he wrote and directed this one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's based on either a book or a short story of some kind called Valentina, which is the name of our protagonist. Mm-hmm. Um, this film stars Carol Baker, um, Isab- Isabel Defunes, and George Eastman. Mm. That name I recognize. I th- and I do recognize his face as well. Yeah, I did recognize a little bit of his face. I was like, I think I've seen this guy before. Um... Originally released in 1973, um, it's an Italian film, and I don't have any information on budget. For no, this I one. didn't. I couldn't find any budget. I couldn't find how much it made, so that that wasn't inv- information that was privy to us. Unfortunately, I uh, I would really like to know what the budget for this one was. It utilized a lot of the uh, the city in Milan. Yeah, it really did. Mm. That's kind of cool. How do we unpack this absolute fever dream? <laughs> so one of the things that I did learn about, and it's on the wiki, uh, or Wikipedia, is that the first draft of the movie was lost. So this is why when we were watching it, the audio and the visual wasn't syncing. They lost the original first cut. And they lost about 10 minutes of footage they could never get back. Oh. That's why the later uh, end of the movie is easier to kind of watch because it synced the first part of the movie. They had to kind of cut and paste, and that's why we were missing some of the dialogue. It just didn't add up. They had to add stuff into it to kind of keep it going. That makes sense. I didn't I didn't read too much into it, but when we were both like, should we stop it? Should we do something? I'm like, it's a Blu-ray. It's not fucking up. This is actual... The footage. Well, that's actually one of my 
notes here early on is that like the at first I thought it was like the English dubbing was just yeah, really off. But um, Valentina was speaking English. Yeah, I noticed that. But then uh, I started to notice it's like, oh, this guy's like, uh, what was his name? Arno. Mm. Uh, early on, he closes a door on the car and like he closes the door. It but takes then about it's like, two or three seconds for it to catch up. Then the fucking sound hits yeah. and it's like, what the hell? Yeah, it, <laughs> it looks like they lost quite a bit of, uh, they lost that first draft. They had to piece it back together. The movie ended up almost didn't make it out because of that, which it sucks, oh. but it happens. I mean, um, this is an Italian movie. This is an absolutely an Italian movie. So when we were talking about an Italian-like American-esque film last week, this is an American. I mean, this is an Italian film. Yes. Like, ever the scenes, the way things played out, the way things were done... Uh, this reminds me a lot of the beyond without the horror element okay yeah i can yeah, see that relation it really does remind me of the beyond and with italian cinema since our audience probably doesn't know this but we might have covered it with pieces everybody's speaks their native language you speak it like if you spoke italian i spoke english you would speak to me in italian and i'd reply to you in english then they would dub for the country. Yeah. So some of the people weren't matching up. Like um, the lead, one of the leads, Carol Baker, who played Baba Yaga, she is American. Yeah. Um, Isabella, who played Valentina, Valentina, yeah. Yeah, Valentina. Yeah. She spoke Italian in some of it, and English for some. It was like when she was speaking to Arno, who was played by an American, or Baba Yaga, she was replying in English. But when she was playing opposite the Italian girls she was replying in Italian so it wasn't so much a giallo-esque like following the rule book it, you could definitely see that it was it was a different, different it took, breed a different breed it took cues from it that was one thing like, that I noticed was different about this Italian film like uh, you just said that it's like minus the horror element yeah. but I think the horror element's there it's just a different kind I didn't think it was horror Cause like this felt more like a, almost like a ghost story or like, but with like a, the entity Baba Yaga. It was than... to me more supernatural. That's what, yeah, that's what I mean. That's... I don't put that in horror though. Supernatural to me is not horror. Well, I don't think horror this is. Horror has to scare me on some level, even if it's a small. I don't think this is specifically a horror film. I think it's more of like a supernatural thriller, mm. if anything. Yeah. Um, but it's. A lot of people just equate supernatural to horror because of all of the supernatural horrors that exist. I don't think that should be true. I think supernatural should be its own genre. I don't disagree because there are supernatural comedies. There are supernatural action films. There's Terminator. That, no. That would be like sci-fi action. Eh, whatever. Sci-fi <laughs> sucks anyway. We go fight! Oh, we're going to do some fucking fighting it's <laughs> gonna be the cat we're gonna be fighting with the cat oh yeah so this movie starts out with it's fusing with laura mars to me it's this movie follows a very similar trajectory very similar but laura mars is five years after this yes so to me i'm like where's their influence possibly but it starts off with are we at like a party or a get together well, or a gathering? I can't remember that first scene so very well. 
our intro is like this funky 70s music over like comic book art it reminded me of the cowboy bebop theme song but only funkier like yeah um and it has comic book-esque like it's it's got a comic book um like style yeah like style like it opens with like the scenes in comic book form like acting out but then you have these full-on comic book drawings of the characters and you're like oh is this an actual comic book I thought it was really they use the comic art really effectively because it's like that's what your opening credits are so they they're putting like actual credits within like dialogue bubbles and within like the comic frames yes and I noticed that there was a transition with that too and she actually had comic books in her like in her apartment like and they were talking about how like the influence of Snoopy and Garfield being a comic is just as important as like something that is an exploitation comic, which I think is really, really cool, which I think is actually like really cool to bring even in that comic book to the actual story and not just, oh, we randomly have comic book um, credits like that's kind of silly. They turned it and they brought it into the actual story, too, as well. I think it's really cool. Like, they did use the comic aspect throughout. Mm. I don't think it was woven in enough. Yeah. Like, I think it's still... It needed to be more prevalent somehow, because the way it is right now, it feels slightly unneeded. Um, But, I don't know. I didn't hate it. Like, I thought it was no. interesting to see. Yeah, it uh, was. it was kind of cool. It was like, oh, this is different. Uh, one moment I made note of specifically was that they, like, the scene where she finally invites Arno back to her house, and then they do that, like, intercutting of, like, what they're, they're thinking about happening, and then, like, them actually initiating, like, the, it, the sex. And it <laughs> seems like any time there was intimate moments, or, like, moments of actual pleasure, it was interwoven with that comic... Like we've yeah. all we a lot of us have seen like what hentai panels look like on comics or what erotic comics may look like. A lot of people might not, but it looked identical to that like where it would have those panels of like what was actually happening. No, I thought the use of uh comics like the comic art and that whole st- artistic style was to like like equating it to the sexualized nature of everything mm. I thought that was very interesting yeah like it didn't need to be there but it it added an element it was a nice touch yeah and it made it less pervy if yeah. it may even feel like, like there were scenes where she was at, she was like moaning there was pleasure happening but like because it was interwoven and cut with the comic book kind of theme I was like oh okay it wasn't a turn-on thing. It was more like, oh, this is interesting. No, I, I feel like this movie... This is a far more artistic vision than Very. most other exploitation or, like, Grindhouse-era movies. Hmm. Like There was intention behind this. Yeah, a lot, of the, a lot of the stuff you'll find in, like, this uh, genre, I guess... This era of film, there's not a lot of artistic integrity to it. It's just slap together shit to make a quick buck. Yeah. But this, it, there was definitely 
they were trying to do something here. Yeah. And I think they pulled it off. I feel like it was still missing some things. There, it was missing something that I just I can't put my finger on why, but I feel like it has to physically do with Baba Yaga. Like I yeah. needed a little bit more. I think this one definitely needed more meat. Yes. Like it, the intentions are there, but there's something like stuff needed to be fleshed out more. They they left a lot to interpretation and for like there was big stretches of this movie where there's nothing is said yeah and they just kind of let the actions and the environment try and tell the story which isn't a bad thing but there were some like the question of why with Baba Yaga that's where I was like it's lacking here like I can come up to conclusions on my own but we just need a I just need a little bit more just a little bit like, it's still pretty good. Like, I'm... Unlike as um, and Soon the Darkness, I do not regret this one one bit. I did enjoy watching this because it was different. This is very different. Very different. Um, This one also utilized a theme of... Uh, it's actually said by Baba Yaga at one point. of, of make They make mention that of the camera as an eye. Yes. Uh, just like Laura Mars. Laura Mars. Um, this one, she says, the eye that freezes reality. We did something weird these last two weeks. And he and I are like, oh, just pick your next films. We go one after the other and pick them. For some reason, I'm like, I really want to watch Baba Yaga this week. We switched it with what we were originally going to do. I'm really happy that these two are back to back. Yeah, this it's like the same themes, the same kind of this worked out. The sexploitation, the violence, and like it just worked. Like I'm like, how did we do this? How dumb fucking luck, <laughs> sheer dumb luck. Um, but I don't know. I like that. I the way she phrases that mm. in this movie, like that the eye, the camera is. The eye that freezes reality. Yes. That's so... It's like a haunting way to look it, at I, it. I think of it as... Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's how I thought of it. I was like, ooh. It's such a cool notion. Um, I wish they had played on it more. Like, I almost wish the story had... Like, rather than... Uh, Baba Yaga does something to her camera at one point and... Like, puts, like, a spell on it or, like, infuses something into it. Which, yeah. unfortunately, when Valentina takes pictures of people, uh, first thing she takes a photo of is her friend. And she starts not being able to breathe and having a hard time. I believe she survives. Yeah. Then she takes a photograph of Arno's video camera. or Because he films <laughs> he films commercials, and that was weird. Yeah. Just saying. Uh, we'll get to that part. But he... She takes a picture of the camera and the camera dies. Yep. Then she takes a picture of another or or another model. Another model. She doesn't take the picture. We'll get to that part. Um she dies. And then she's taking pictures of people protesting. One of the protesters dies. So it's like this is sucking the essence out of people yeah. essentially. I almost wish that rather than that like doing that with the camera, I wish that like, alright, she put the spell on it and then the camera whenever she takes a picture it like 
makes the person catatonic or something. Like, yeah. I wish they had played with that freezing reality idea somehow. Yeah. And I don't know. I think that would have been really cool. Yeah, I, I think it was. Like that, something along the lines of freezing reality or altering the image to see what the person really is. Like altering your their... They... You put on a perception that you want people to see. This camera takes that perception away and shows who you really are kind of thing. Yeah. That's what I thought it was going to be, but then it just started killing people and I was like... Yeah. Okay. Wait, what are you going to do? Why was, she, why was she killing? Was she taking their souls? Was she taking their essence? Was this like a hell thing? Like, you don't... Like, when I tell you, you get no answers. There is no answers. None. None. Um, All you have is questions coming out of this. Which, in a way, I really like that idea. Because then it allows me to interpret whatever I want out of it. Mm. Um, but I can definitely see how that would be frustrating to most people trying it's to It's very watch frustrating this. to me because I just want a little more. Like, I'm getting used to how you've said, well, you're going to get these movies with... There's no answers. You're just going to get... We're starting here. We're ending here. You don't get anything on the other sides. Good luck. And I hated them when we first started watching movies. I was like, why does it end like this? Why did it start like that? What is happening? And you're like, that it is what it is. I'm like, it's the artist's intention. I'm like, I don't care. Fuck this. I want to know more. Now I'm getting to the point where I'm like, ooh, as I'm lying there late at night and I'm like, what is that? And I get these little ideas in my head and I can't stand them and I hate them and I wish they'd go away. <laughs> But that's what it started to kind of develop. Like, you kind of take stories as a, okay, we're giving you a chunk. Now figure out the rest for yourself. That's kind of cool. But this one was just lacking. Just a little bit. Yeah, it, it definitely needed a little more. But I think, mm. like I said, the the intentions of what it, the artist wanted it to be mm. uh, are definitely there. They had something strong. They just didn't follow it through. Yeah, um, they did. So where did we leave um, off here? Let's see. After the party, she asks one of her friends, can you give me a ride home? And he says, oh, I can, but I only own a two-seater, and you're going to have to sit on Arnold's lap. All right, no problem. So she gets there, and she's like a block away from her home, or like 20 minutes away from her home, they said. Arno's really concerned, also wants that pussy. So Arno <laughs> follows her and says, oh, let me take you home. Let me escort you. And she says, point blank, you're not getting upstairs with me tonight. So let me enjoy my walk. I really like when it's, you know, dark and foggy. And I'll see you tomorrow. Boom. Right there. Puts the brakes on it. I like that. Yeah. I like it. Like, I appreciate it. You're not getting upstairs. I want to enjoy my evening. Call me tomorrow about it. I like that. I like this lead character. I hate her hairdo. <laughs> oh, me nuts. God. And the makeup drove me nuts the whole time. Her hairdo is so fucking 70s. Oh, my God. It is. Like, and her makeup is that uh, tippy head, that um, twiggy, that yeah. twiggy eyeliner, like, below the waterline, and it's like, oh, God, woman. I mean, she looks like a fucking Austin Powers girl. She looks like a doll. Yeah. She just looks straight up like a doll. She's so skinny, but she's proportional skinny, so she's very tiny. She has very little hips. She has very little boobs. She is too fucking skinny, in my opinion. Well, I mean, back in the 70s, 60s, and 70s, yeah. the skinnier the better in that age. I mean, look at the two models. They were tiny, tiny, tiny. tiny. tiny yeah. I mean, and I hate 
Ah, I'm a chubbier girl. I do like girls that have a little more meat on them. I like that chubbier look. It's nice to see real bodies, but it's also nice to see what the ideal body was back then. And she was the ideal body. Right. I think there was a small fun fact that I did find out about one of them. Uh, I don't know why I'm going to Jurassic Park, kids. Um, Carol Baker, who plays Baba Yaga, is still alive. She's 90 years old. She will be 91 this year. Holy shit. Yep. Um, she's still alive, and it looks like she's actually done a lot of stuff. Um, let's see. Where is... I'm sorry, there's, there's, there's quiet stuff. Oh, the one thing that I noticed that she was in was 1990s Kindergarten Cop. Are you fucking kidding yeah, me? Yeah, no, I'm not kidding With you. With Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes, she was in Kindergarten Cop. Wow. Yep. That's hilarious. She's one of the bottom <laughs> ones, but she's in the starring. So that's one that I was like, oh man. Um, she's in a lot. A lot. Who are we talking about here now? Carol Baker. Oh, the Baba Yaga. Bobby, actual Baba Yaga. Okay. Yeah, yeah she did look very familiar. To she me. did. Um, she has credits from Tales from the Crypt, Murder She Wrote, Roswell. Um, she's got stage credits too. Who is she in Roswell? Oh, it was just one, one thing. But she's also in, um, a lot of other exploitation movies from the 50s and 60s too. So I would like to look this girl up. There's not a lot of fun facts about this movie. There is not. Uh, she is stars in another Italian giallo film called The Flowers with the Petals of Steel like that title i love that title and i 100 percent will be looking that up i am for some reason a big fan of obnoxiously long titles what was the one that you purchased that you constantly tell me and i forget every time uh that would be your vice is a locked room and only i have the key did you purchase that one yet yeah I have that, and we will eventually be covering it. Yeah, that's part of the Hall of Arrow movies you got right around Christmas. Oh, yeah. He was so excited to get that box, and it has a lot. Like, I thought Some I won gems. with my two. No, he, he totally wins <laughs> more than I do. Oh, God. Um. So, yes, she goes home after yep. denying Arno. Um. I believe that's where we get our first nightmare of the... No, we don't yet. So what happens is she's walking home and she finds a puppy. Oh, yeah, Around yeah, yeah. candles. She gets the first nightmare after, after that. this. All so right. she finds a puppy just in the middle of the road around some construction equipment with candles in a circle. Don't go near that. <laughs> she goes near the puppy and the puppy's whining a little. And Baba Yaga almost runs the puppy over sees that, you know, oh, there's a beautiful woman here. Uh, starts talking to her a little. Gets in the car with her? Um, no. She it, she offers her a ride home. She denies okay. it. Okay. But while they're talking and conversing, Baba Yaga steals one of the belts off of her garter belt and takes it with her and says, a little token for me to use later. 
And of course, Valentina's like, all right, crazy lady, take my garter belt. That's fine. Whatever. And that's when she has that first nightmare after she goes home of she's naked being marched in front of Nazis and she's thrown into a hole. Like a deep, dark hole. She's like marched up to the hole. She takes off her clothes or what little clothes she has on Mm. and then... She, like, goes to step into the hole, and then she wakes up. Yeah. Um. By the way, super jealous of her studio. Why? It was a nice studio. Like, oh, her studio apartment? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Very, it was a big studio. It had automatic blinds uh, in the skylights, so she could control the light. And when you light. walked in, this was her studio here. And then you walked around, it was, like, a living room. And then you walked up, and it was, like, her bathroom and her bedroom. Yeah. So, like, her entire half of it that she could fill with stuff was literally just all of her studio equipment. Sound familiar? Sounds really familiar. Only, like, from here over. So we only use this part. Yeah, you guys, unfortunately, can't really see over there. But, yeah, just beyond your reign of sight here is, like, my little studio area. (laughs) And let me tell you, if we didn't have a storage unit... This entire studio area, we were discussing this earlier, would be filled with tapes and DVDs. That's true. It and is true. It already kind of is. <laughs> like, we're we're up to two full boxes. We need to add a third once we go. And movies aren't stacked like this anymore. They're stacked like this. <laughs> yeah. I had to save space, unfortunately. <laughs> tapes, unfortunately, tapes take up double the space that Blu-rays and DVDs do. Yes. And where you can stack tapes, where you can stack Blu-rays and DVDs like this too, tapes, it kind of goes like this. So it's, we we don't have a lot of space, but Not I will here, gladly no. give up my space for the collection. Because honestly, the only other thing I can think we can put, this is like a little cutout, is our bed. Yeah, that and, would be it. And that to me sucks because this, this over here is the only two tall walls where you don't have the problem where you're knocking into the the roof over here. I can only get to here before I whack my head, which sucks, <laughs> but um I think it's a good use of the space, honestly. Yeah, I, I mean it's the only thing that made sense at the time. And you know what? Once we move, it'll be so much better. Yes. Um but we're now at the point where we've introduced Baba Yaga. Um yes little bit about like i thought this character's design was interesting yeah um she's very striking compared to everybody else you've seen in the movie Mm -hmm. she's gaunt pale skin white hair um not exactly old no uh but she's dressed head to toe in all black like she's coming from a funeral yeah um honestly she reminds me a lot of and i even said this while we were watching it she reminds me a lot of Cruella DeVille with her big black car and Mm -hmm. uh, her long stem cigarette thing. He started singing the song. (laughs) It was cute. I thought she looked like the Supreme from American Horror Story. I don't know The Witch Supreme from um, Coven. I only watched the first like few episodes of Coven. So good, man. So good. I'm making Uh, you watch the rest of that. I couldn't get into it. So good. It ties into, um, what the fuck's the last one? Apocalypse? Ties Apocalypse. They all tie into Apocalypse. Not all of them. Freak Show does not. 
Uh, oh. Cult doesn't, and one other one doesn't. Like, there's a couple of them, but uh, Murder House, Asylum, Cult, not uh, Coven, um, Hotel, Hotel. Then. They all link into it, which is kind of cool. Honestly, just just watch the stuff that links with that. That was the best. I yeah, was on the edge of my fucking seat watching all the all stuff that. that links with that. Were the ones I didn't like. <laughs> the seasons I couldn't get into. I couldn't get into Freak Show. I had to force... I watched Freak Show for 30 seconds. It's like, I'm out. I had to force my way through season one. That one's a good one. And all the seasons I liked had nothing to do with the big wraparound. The Asylum? Asylum. Asylum was in it. Alright, so that's the one. It was very little, but it was there. Freak Show, I I watched most of, and I enjoyed most of. Uh, And fucking... 1984 was my favorite so far and that has nothing to do with it no it doesn't have anything to do with it but i have a feeling they're gonna tie everything in with the newest ones i i know nothing beyond 1984 i know there's mini mini episode ones too now there's uh american horror stories which is a whole different series that has i think it's each episode is a different story or Mm, something yeah um but i don't know back to the show (laughs) um so then she, once she's back home asleep after the nightmare, she's woken up by her friend who's coming over to do photo, photo, photographs. And they're doing a lot of like changes and stuff and like costume changes. And she's not nude in some of them and looking very provocative in others. And I thought it was interesting because I was like, okay, what kind of photographer is Valentina? Like, I can't put my finger on what kind she is um i don't jewelry was mentioned at one point and so was underwear i don't think there was like an intention to make her a specific kind of photographer i Mm. think i think she's more of a i take the jobs as i can kind of person well maybe but i think she was more of like an art artist that photography is her medium and she probably like sells her art Mm-hmm. Um, which I thought was a cool way to do it. That's how I kind of just attributed it. Mm. I don't know if that's the case. But, but uh, her friend comes in. They do photograph and stuff. And then Arno comes over? Um, is it Arno comes over or is it Baba Yaga that comes over? I think Baba, Baba Yaga. Yaga shows up. Yeah. And Baba Yaga talks to her a little bit. The friend leaves and then takes her camera and does something with it. We don't know. Well, this is where we get our... She talks about it like it's it's uh, an eye that freezes reality. And this is supposedly where she puts the curse on it. Spell curse yeah. something. I don't know. Why do you give me these eyes? Like, I know what's next. I don't know shit, man! Um, what is next? Oh my god, I'm blanking on what's the next scene. I don't know what the next scene was. Do you guys know what the next scene is? Um, Baba Yaga leaves. I think she goes about her day. I think the next day she goes out to meet Arno and he's doing a scene for something. Yeah, This is the rat scene. Yeah, where he catches yep. a rat and he takes photos of it. Or he takes a video of it and when she takes a photo of the camera and the whole scene, the camera dies. Yes. It just completely stops. Which is kind of weird. I was like, oh, what the heck? Yeah, I don't know if like the, the film unspools or something inside. Yeah. It fucks up. And he says he only got a couple of like images, but Arno's like, oh, okay, we'll take that. Nobody thinks anything anything the wiser because she hasn't taken photogra- photos with it yet. Yeah. So. 
Um, following that, I believe... It's just like a montage of them talking. Yeah, I believe there's some, like, some filler. Like, her and Arno spend a little bit of time together. This, uh, within this is actually one of my next notes, which is, like, there are moments throughout this movie, very brief ones, and I think only a couple, mm. but where, like, background dialogue and audio kind of overlap the main oh, audio tracks. God damn! And, and this is where you can tell there was a problem. Well, I think they, like, they just didn't fade it down enough or something, and it's just, it's like seven people talking at once, and you have no idea what the fuck is going yeah, on. Yeah, Arno, Arno says to her, this is, oh, so one of the problems that happened is prior to her coming down, Baba Yaga's just left the apartment and she's sitting there like, I don't know what to do. And Arno calls her and says, oh, where, oh, you need to come down here and meet us. Where are we? Oh, you're in Milan. And while he's asking the patrons questions of like this little cafe, you can hear the people talking so loud and he's trying to talk and you're trying to catch it. And I just look at you and I remember going, what the fuck just happened? Like 50 <laughs> people just talked at once. Yeah, and it's only for like a couple seconds. It is. It it's like, like maybe three or four seconds and then it's dead. It's like, like just a mistake in the edit. Did somebody fuck up and go, well, that's there for life? I guess. Uh, I'm guessing they just didn't notice it. Yeah, they didn't like... It didn't connect. No, but it, it definitely muddles that scene um, mm. for sure. Uh, it muddles it, but it's an Italian movie. To me, like I said to you, it being that off wasn't weird. No, but having the errors and like the weird stuff wasn't weird. Italian films, giallo films, these kind of films, I'm like, oh, there's a mistake. Cool, it adds to the quality of it. That's how I feel. Yeah, it definitely. With these kinds of movies, it definitely adds something. Like it's like the same reason I like watching things on VHS. All the the scratches and like fucking uh tracking issues it all adds to the experience where you have a scene in a movie where you can see the boom mic and years later they cut oh. it out in oh, like res- restoration ones it's like oh we've took out all the errors don't take the errors those are the best parts yes. i'm like boom mic i remember playing that game with somebody where we watched a really series of really bad movies and there's just nothing but boom mics <laughs> um my next note is that uh is about the first real erotic scene in the movie and that's that like between Arno and her. Arno going back to her place they do that comic book thing they're like staring at each other and like doing this giving each other eyes but then the comic books part would like go into what they wanted to do to each other and then go back to them just sitting there and all of a sudden it fused and they were finally like flesh and blood doing these things but still cutting in with the comic and it was like a nice like here's the fantasy here's what could happen here's what did happen and all of a sudden like they're in bed together and we see them like in bed sleeping and someone walks in and points a gun at them oh yeah and you're uh... like oh shit and then then she's like am i disturbing you it's one of the other models i was like oh god (laughs) the baba yaga was gonna shoot him no what are you doing in bed with him (laughs) that was a fun little moment but it was nice. It kind of like, oh, here's like a really sexy scene. Let's break, let's break the awkward. Like yeah. sex scenes, even when you're a couple watching sex scenes can be like weird. <laughs> oh, let's do it with my hands. Like <laughs> even I'm like that. And I'm a big advocate for like sex and empowerment and stuff like that. Yeah. This to me was like, oh, this is going to get weird. And then it wasn't, it wasn't weird. It became more of, like you said, an art piece. 
like a different way to show the intimate moments between these two characters. And then afterwards it was like, oh, okay, there was a sex scene. Oh, okay, it's done. Like it wasn't odd. Well, and it also wasn't like raunchy or anything. No. It was artistically done. And when you saw like him touching her, it was done in the comic book form. Right. But then you just saw her leg and his leg or like their arm or like back. Like you never, they never zoomed in was like, here's the titty. Here's somebody's ass. Like they were featured in the movie, but there was no zooms to it. There was no horniness to it. There was a classy, they're like this for a storytelling element. Just like the photographer parts where the girls are nude or half nude or doing this stuff. Like there's a purpose to it. Obviously there's a purpose why the first model was topless in a couple of those pictures. Obviously there's a reason why the last model that they had was in full underwear because she said, oh, we're selling lingerie here, people, not sex. Like she says that. Yeah. Which I was like, okay, the Italians are doing something right with these to where I would be absolutely fine if this played like after 10 o'clock on TV. This doesn't seem that yeah, weird. I don't think that's going to be a thing. No, but. no, not here. But, like, to me, if this plays in Europe, this is like, oh, okay, this is playing on TV, cool. Because um, Europe is doesn't have strict shit like we do here. Right. Right after this is actually where we get our first, like, well, minus the camera malfunction. Mm. This is the first time she uses her camera on a living subject. Living subject. And when she does it... Her friend is like, oh, can I fire the blank? Yep, just let me know. I'll tell you when I'm shooting so you're ready. And the moment the blank fires, like, she shoots the blank and the camera shoots. And you're thinking, well, did the did the blank backfire? Did something happen? Like, what's going on? You don't question the camera exactly just yet. Like, the first time when the camera died, like, the actual camera died, you're like, all right, that's weird. This one, you're like, well, that's weird, but she did have a blank. So what if the blank misfired? Yeah. They made a point to say, do you want me to shoot the blank? Which made me go, this director knew what he was doing. He yeah. was trying to deflect off of the supernatural element. Right. Um, and I thought, I thought that was smart. Um, it kind of gave a moment, like just even a moment's hesitation for anybody watching to be like, oh, what happened? Was it like, did the camera cause that or did something mm. fuck up with the yeah. gun um it was interesting uh this is also kind of where i started to be like okay what is exactly is the camera doing yeah <laughs> like, did it because she says oh, i can't breathe like yeah. okay <clears throat> did it take away your life essence does it just straight up try to fucking murder you? Like, what is... Like, that's where my question of why. Why the camera? What yeah. is the camera doing? Why is it doing this? If I just had that context, I would be fine. But because we don't exactly know what Baba Yaga did to that camera, we're drawing our own conclusions. And I'm like, ah, oh, this is something I think they should have let us know. Unless we missed something. Yeah. I don't think we did. But maybe at some point this... Um, this should warrant a second viewing just to see if we've missed something. Right. Um, between this, I don't really recall anything specific. Um, Arno takes the model out. Yeah. Carries her to somewhere. Takes her to a taxi. A taxi takes her wherever. Takes her wherever, yep. Uh, I don't think Arno comes back. No. 
from here, I believe, because Baba Yaga wrote her address on a notepad in Valentina's apartment. Yes, she doesn't go there yet, though. I think she does the protester thing first. Yep, she goes out with her camera and she takes photos. And we don't know what the protesters were protesting. They were in front of a church and they looked very, like, they had, like, hippie clothes on. That's the only thing yeah. that I could kind of see, but I also don't know what the political climate in Italy in the early 70s was. I don't know. So I'm not sure what they were doing, but she took a picture of one of the protesters, and he dropped dead. Like, it wasn't he was, like, having trouble breathing or anything. No, like, this guy's He died. dropped dead. Like, and she's just sitting there like, now you're going, all right, something's wrong with that fucking camera. Um, But th- this is where she's, like, figuring out that something's going on with the camera itself. Yes. And then she goes to see Baba Yaga. Yep. She goes to Baba Yaga and she's... You can tell she's there to kind of investigate, like, what did you do? But it's definitely evident that Baba Yaga has other intentions other than harming other people. It's like she wants Valentina for something. You don't know what yet. But as Valentina's going around and she says, Oh, I have jewelry to take photos of for a client. Do you mind if I use your home? She's taking the photos of all of this stuff. Um, And then there's a little bit of, like, questioning, like, what's going on. There's a hole in the ground that leads to nowhere. And It's like a bottomless pit. Like, bottomless pit. Which, now that we talk about the opening scene again, could attribute to the hole that Valentina mentally was going down. That now she's there and seeing the hole. That's the mental hole that she's going... She's going under something. Yeah. Um, she's going around the house, taking pictures of stuff, and there's old stuff everywhere, and things are lying around, and it looks weird. Um, like, it looks like an old, old house that an old lady would be in, but Baba Yaga looks, she looks like she should be in her 30s. Her makeup says she's hiding something. Yeah. The makeup was done really well. Her makeup was very pale. It accentuated, like, the bags under her eyes. So, like, the Blu-ray edition of this, like, pulls the detail out beautifully. Right. Where you can look at Baba Yaga and you're like, something's wrong with this lady. She has a, she looks like, um, Spirited Away. She looks like that old big lady with the big nose from Spirited Away, in my opinion. I've never seen um, Spirited Away. Oh, oh, bitch. Is that in our <laughs> wheelhouse? Um, now I have to... For all those watching, I'm not a huge fan of animations. Yeah, he's um, not a he's not a Ghibli fan. I respect them for what they are and think they are very well done, but I'm not a huge. This fan is of who them. I think Bobby. Okay, anybody who's watching this on YouTube, this is what I think Bobby Yaga reminds me of. Okay, the witch from Spirited Away. Like that's what she definitely reminds me of, and it's kind of weird. <laughs> um, but that's neither here nor there. Um, she's walking around, she's taking photos of everything, and then she gets upstairs to a room that is very evident that it's padded. The walls are padded in black. Yeah, so... Like, studded padding. Not, like, padded walls. Like, actual, like, think BDSM dungeon padding. Well, that's essentially what this room is. Yeah. Like, there's, like, a bed with no... with no like no mattress mattress or anything it's just like this uh, basically netting that uh and it has like handcuffs it looks like those things. 1980s pool chairs yeah it's fucking weird it's weird and there's like fucking like shackles all shackles over everything shackles and chairs and there's shoes everywhere 
And then we get introduced to the BDSM bondage doll. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A physical doll, doll, yeah. like this big, and she's dressed in BDSM gear. Which and I thought was weird. It first. was weird, but it makes sense it's like her it's so in the scene prior to all of that she sees the doll and baba yaga starts controlling her to where she starts masturbating on this bdsm bed which intercuts with more comic stuff and baba yaga comes up and goes oh valentina what's wrong by the way i found it absolutely hilarious that she's she's explore, she's exploring this house she finds this weird bdsm room and then she starts touching herself and then she just gets turned puts a, on starts, puts a, starts rubbing a suede glove a glove that you know is yeah. worn for this stuff and starts doing this with it and then she puts it on and touches herself and then so... all of a sudden her hand goes south yeah. and you're like is she is she diddling herself it's just right like now you're in, in a stranger's, stranger's house <laughs> like what the fuck oh yes dust <laughs> turns me on people Ooh. um but there was a lot of moaning in the scene yeah which obviously Makes sense. But when Baba Yaga comes up and goes, Valentina, my dear, are you okay? It's like Valentina doesn't have any memory of what happened. She's like, oh, I, I just had a dizzy spell. I'm so sorry. Which is cool. Like, it was different. Yeah, it was interesting. She wasn't like, oh, you caught me. Ooh, It was like, oh, I just feel really weird. I don't know what's happening. Because Baba Yaga has full control of this woman. Yeah. I don't know how. We don't understand why, but she has full control over her. And then that's when Baba Yaga gives her a net the doll the bdsm doll and she says she will watch and protect you well, i was like by the way okay about this doll throughout this fucking movie like one of my notes like not long after she gets the doll was mm-hmm. like is that is that doll giving her ass eyes oh the the yeah <laughs> so, all right no the um, doll was given that model ass eyes Holy for those shit. watching at home, and I'll try to describe it the best I can audibly for those listening. But ass size is a term that we came up with for this look that our friend Andrew Larue oh my gives God. people. It's like, don't you dare give me it's the like ass size, Larue! It's like this squinty-eyed, like judgment face that he does, <laughs> and we call it ass size. It's like Andy, why are you eating more candy? And he's just like giving you the ass size. Like, what do you know about it, huh? You gonna stop me? And I swear to God, this doll gives people the ass size in this movie. LaRue, you were given ass size before you even were born as a doll. But, yeah, no, like, the whole time I'm like, this doll's fucking creepy. But it's like they had modeled her face with clay so they can manipulate. Like, her eyebrows at one point arched weird, and I'm like, Well, that's Whoa. the thing. Like, I couldn't tell if they were... They made various dolls with different expressions, or if it just 
the expression was so perfect that when you looked at it from different angles and different lighting, it, that just it was like manipulating different. your mind into thinking. Like, honestly, I would love to see this on tape the way it was released. Yeah. Because I think on tape it would look even creepier. Um, for some reason, even though, like, Valentina is like, so, like, Bobby Yaga's weird. I don't know what's happening. Like, this is crazy. She brings the fucking doll home. She brings the doll home, yeah. even though she's creeped out by the doll. I don't even think she does it intentionally. I think she it's just... She just brings it home, and all of a sudden, she's like... She looks at this thing going, why did I bring you here? Why yeah. did I do that? And throws it onto a chair. And then she has two people come over for a photo, a photo shoot. shoot. Um, it's a gentleman and a lady. And the gentleman who has kind of... um. A fr- he had like a fr- heavy, like a heavy accent. Yeah. It wasn't European. It sounded more like Jamaican or like, like, southern of part of the world from us. I don't know, South Caribbean, or something. something like yeah. that. But I instantly annotated, like when he was like, "Don't touch that doll." What if he kind of knew, like, some sort of, like, voodoo or something to where he was like, don't touch that doll. Like, that doll's bad yeah, vibes. He almost immediately He instantly was like, like a, do not, don't go near, where did you get that? Yeah, he almost immediately had, like, a sixth sense about it. Yeah. Which was an interesting touch, but they, they didn't go anywhere with they it. They didn't. So my mind interpreted, okay, all right. Now, to preface, this man is a black man. <clears throat> yes. So when he instantly, beautiful black man, too. Ooh. Oh my <laughs> god, gorgeous. He walks in and he's talking to Valentina really nicely about, "Oh, I've done this. Things are great. Wonderful." Sees the doll because the um the model, the woman model wants to go, "Oh my god, she's so cute. What's her name?" Went to and goes, "Don't touch that." Valentina, "Where did you get that?" To me that connected it to me, "Okay, he has a supernatural connection." And the only thing I can think of is like voodoo dolls or like voodoo religion. Um, or spirituality where they use a lot of like, oh God, I don't know what they're called. I don't want to offend anybody. I don't, but I can't. It's here. It's on the tip of my tongue where they use these like, I don't know. People might know what I'm talking about, but they use symbols like figures, like things like that to like cursed You're talking items like or... icons? Yeah, maybe. I don't know if that's what it is, but that's because oh, like we effigies. Effigies, yes. We don't have context for this movie, so my brain automatically went to this place. Yeah. For some I think Which it is has... fine. That's yeah. your interpretation of but, it. But like your interpretation could be completely different <clears throat> than what my he had a sixth sense. Maybe he's spiritual or maybe he's psychic and he's like, No, don't touch that. It has bad stuff on it, you know? Well, like when I actually think about it my mind starts to go, oh, like, all right, so maybe he just had, like, a sixth sense about it. Maybe he's got some kind of background in occult? the occult. Yeah. But watch while watching it, I actually didn't go down that rabbit hole. No. I just kind of was like, oh, he somehow, he feels weird about it. Yeah. That That's really as far as I went while viewing. Yeah. But, like, now that we're talking about it, it's like, all right, yeah, maybe there was more to it that they just didn't do. But I think that's the purpose of this movie, to come to your own conclusion. Rewind! To come to your own conclusions on some of the material that's given to you. Yeah. You have no idea why Valentina is in Milan. You just hear, oh, I'm going to Milan. Um, you don't know why she's doing these photo shoots. You don't know why Baba Yaga is after her. You don't know the background of any of the characters. You're just assuming 
things on your own to make the story better or maybe if you don't like it worse there's definitely there's a lot to unpack in this one i think there is more than we probably could on this one viewing there is um the the next scene is um for some reason at one point um the gentleman starts leaving and the female model's still there female model um something happens and all the lights go out she's thinking oh breaker tripped i'm really sorry let me try and fix it um and when the lights come up the model is like lying down and she has a puncture wound on her leg and the doll is no longer in the chair it's on the floor and you're like okay but the camera's cover is off and you're like oh what just happened and it was only like maybe three or four seconds of darkness yeah like all right whatever so valentina afterwards like says bye-bye to the model da, 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 da. she develops the photos from not that shoot she develops the photos from the previous where she was at Bobby Yaga's house yeah and i noticed something about the photos it was projecting something that wasn't there so the singer sewing machine she took a picture of it had a boot sitting there that boot was no longer there and that singer that singer sewing machine was in pristine condition when she was taking photos of certain angles of stuff, it was missing a shoe. It was missing certain things, and it looked cleaned up. Annette the doll in the chair, when you saw her, she's in black. She's in that black room with the BDSM outfit. When you see her again, she is in this little white flowing dress with a hat in a white room. So it's like this thing is twisting good and Im- bad images. Yeah. So if this was the bad negative image, twisting it would be a good image of what Annette was doing. Like the Singer sewing machine being like falling apart with the shoe there and all this crap. The turnaround would be it looking pristine and everything's clean. And I was like, I would love to know the direction of that. I'd honest, there's a lot of things that like, I would love to know the intention behind. Mm. Cause like, I feel like there's, they went so many directions with a lot of these ideas and like none of them are fully developed in any yeah. way. Like, was it his intention to be like, here, now figure it out? Or was the original cut of this movie have a lot more to it that they said we are missing like 10 to 15 minutes of scenes we can never get back? Yeah. I, like, I really. Would it have benefited from like two or three minutes more of a scene? Oh, that's what it's for. You never know. Like, Event Horizon, we did that one previously, maybe couple weeks ago maybe a month ago i think it'd be it's in the single digits it's a while ago it was a while back but that is missing crucial scenes that for the original cut was great but it freaked out audiences so they cut it it is missing some scenes that we now would love to see but they're gone yeah we might never get them back maybe that's the same problem with this that there are scenes that explained it that were like oh well you're sol nothing's gonna happen yeah, I and mean, it sucks when you lose physical media like this. That's why we preserve it oh, as best we can. That's why my <laughs> house is built. <laughs> hey, a good portion of these are yours. Shut up. <laughs> Mine are wholesome Disney movies. Not all of them. I bought this one. <laughs> um. Yeah, all the sex ones we've watched, except for Terminator. Ew. Still on the boat of ew. All the sex ones are mine. Oops. I did learn one interesting thing from this movie. What's that? That Italian detergent commercials are fucking wild. What the fuck? 
introduced to this dude in all white and this man in all black. And the, the dude in all white is chasing the dude in all black. And he's shooting at him and the gun doesn't work and he's running. And I'm like, what? We At one moment, we looked at each other and went, where did this movie just go? Where did it go? And it gets to a point where... They're the like guy in the black is standing head. there face to face going, ah, and he throws a bucket of white stuff on him and he dissolves. And this lady comes out and the dude in white is standing there and he goes, da 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 detergent. And look, we look at each other going, Gets what? Out even the toughest stains. It was just like, what the what? fuck? And then it pans to, it's a commercial, like all the equipment's there. And um, Arno's there. And I'm like, you sons of bitches, you faked us out. <laughs> that is incredible. Oh, oh all European, British, any of those commercials. Man, you and I, that's one thing. That is a special thing we should do is find old commercials. I don't know if you remember this old commercial. It has to do with Indiana Jones and the temple. Uh, the Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. On my original Indiana Jones tape, which I still have, when you put it in, it was an advertisement for either Coke or Pepsi. So the girl, the the girl's like, the guy's like, oh, I want a soda. Can you get me a drink? I don't know if it's Pepsi or Coke. We're going to have to find it. And she goes, sure, babe. And she gets up off the couch and she's headed for the kitchen and the whole thing's shaking and it's going crazy and did it and opens the cabinet. And she has to choose between these two sodas. And it's the old guy going, you have chosen wisely and i'm like when i was a kid i was like dude this commercial's epic as an adult i'm like what i don't remember this one you don't oh my god i gotta find it this commercial was fucking crazy but i have looked up like in america commercials during the super bowl are like bigger than the actual fucking super bowl yeah nobody even cares about the game I, i don't care about football the only thing i know about football is my parents are insane about it we're from new england so here patriots um, I know about football because I grew up with it with my dad and my mom. And I remember the one of the games where we were just like neck and neck on either winning or losing that Super Bowl. It was the Patriots in it. My mom was pacing, pacing the house, wringing her hands. Oh, this is nerve wracking. I'm like, it's just sports ball. I don't get it. My dad's like, it's not just sports ball. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go downstairs and do my homework. I was in high school. That's how I remember. It was like between 99 and 2003. I will never understand sports. I, you know, there are some sports I like. I like rugby. I like violent. <laughs> I like hockey because you can beat somebody with a stick and just, oh, go to the penalty box. You know, I like soccer. I li- or, or I like European football. Like soccer. I don't like, I don't like football. It's just, it's a very aggressive <gasps> sport and I just can't do it. But, oh my God, here... Commercials are big during the Super Bowl. Yeah. We wait for commercials during the Super Bowl. Nowadays, they get released on YouTube like a week prior. So nothing's that surprising. But back in the 70s, 60s, 70s, 80s, commercials in Europe, commercials in like England, all of those places. Oh my God. They are fucking trippy. German commercials are so funny. I've sat there one day going, oh, we're going to YouTube this rabbit hole and just died laughing at them. Like, oh, my God, you're like seeing a commercial. and It's this girl going like moaning and screaming. Nah, drink this soda. What? That has nothing to do with what just happened. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> That's what this detergent commercial reminded me. I'm like, oh, I love these stupid bullshit commercials. This is great. Oh, God. Um, 
I actually don't have much left for notes here. Uh, I wrote no notes for this one, but it was because I was, one, trying to keep a cat from biting my hand. Yeah. And two, so engrossed in this film, I did not want to pick up my phone. Uh, the last real thing I have here uh, for my notes, because we're, we're getting towards the end anyway. Yeah, like, the end is really quick. Um, Is that, like, they were really creative with this, like, Baba Yaga's, like, living sex doll woman thing. Because um, you start to see that, like, towards the end of the film, she starts actually taking the form of a woman. Yes. Well, we don't notice it until, like, uh, with, with the commercial with Arno. That's when she contacts, um, Valentina contacts him. Either they speak or they meet. And she's like, oh my God, the camera, the camera has photos on it. I should take these, develop these and see what happens. Arnold's like, that's a great idea. Once they develop them, it's not a doll. It's a living, breathing sex woman that stabs this model in the leg. And after they develop these photos, she's like, oh my God, call Rowena. That was the model. Call her you find out that she died two hours prior to that. So Annette, who was the sex doll, killed Rowena with whatever was that needle in thing. that needle. Um, which she got she got her photo taken and stabbed with that needle. So she... I, I don't think there was any saving that no. woman. Um, but that's when... She takes the pictures. Um, Arno leaves... And goes somewhere and does something. And Valentina goes back to Baba Yaga's house. Yeah. Yes. So she goes to Baba Yaga's house and she's looking around. Oh, wait. Does she go back to the house? Yeah. Or does Baba Yaga steal her? No, she goes back to the house and then, like, she's looking around and then Baba Yaga kind of, like, confronts her. Yeah. And then basically is like you'll do whatever i say yeah she stands up for herself no i will not i won't do anything no basically fuck you and then baba yaga goes go upstairs then she just okay and And just goes goes right upstairs so you now know that valentina still has a sound mind has no control over her her body herself yeah um then the next scenes are she's in a dark room alone in the corner and you realize she's in the sex room um Annette, oh no, Annette escorts her up to that room and closes the door. Um, and then they, Baba Yaga sensually, like, there's no comic between this. No, this is This like is a, full on, like, like, uh, It's like a straight BDSM scene. I mean, like, yeah, it's, 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 it's going easy, I would say. It's not well, really yeah. crazy. But Annette, Baba Yaga strips Valentina. And Annette proceeds to whip her. I don't yeah. know if it's flogging or whipping, but there's like sound. It's just whipping. Straight whipping. There's Which, blood. And I'm like, ooh. The fucking, those scenes are, those sound effects are just straight like out of a kung fu movie. Like, and it's, it's pretty hilarious. What? I mean, <clears throat> sound design in this movie is not. It's not the greatest. It's not the greatest, but it's an Italian film. Fuck it. It's fine. Um, but, uh, while this is happening... Arno is trying to find trying her. to uh, find a way into this house. The house, like Valentina, was able to get in easily. There was nothing blocked. Arno's finding a lock, a padlock on the door, and he had to hop the, the barbed wire like, fence. Barbed wire fencing. It's all closed off. But which, it wasn't like that. It was all open when it was weird. Slightly when I saw that, 
but I kind of just wrote it off in my head. It made more sense by the end of the film. I was like, oh, yeah. okay, all right. So Arno gets in there. He gets her. And the next couple of scenes are kind of like, I can't really... Well, I don't know. The ending kind of just jumbled in my brain. Yeah, so essentially what happens, Arno gets into the house, and by the time he gets into the house, she is kind of wandering out of that room. Yeah. And so they kind of, like, come to a meet on the stairs. And Annette is about ready to stab to Arno. Stab him. And Arno just takes a big old stick and boom, right on Annette, and she falls apart. Yeah, she falls into doll pieces. Yep. Um, And that, like, at that moment, that's where I really thought it was interesting, because they edited that really well. Like, as soon as he hits her, she crumbles into uh, parts. Mm. And the first thought that went through my head is... I wonder if this is what would have happened to Valentina. Would she have become just another, like, sex doll? For Baba Yaga. What if Annette was like Valentina at one point and she couldn't escape? There wasn't anybody watching out for her. Yeah. I thought that was a really cool idea. I I Mm. think that's what they were going for. I think so. Because Annette never spoke. She always followed every single order that Baba Yaga said. And when Baba Yaga comes out of the shadows to like, oh my god, my Annette, she is distraught. Yeah. She is absolutely, like, what, like, she displays it on her face very well. But she never outwardly says anything to him. No. Um, she confronts Valentina very, like, truthfully. Um, and they have words, and I don't remember what words were said, but Valentina pushes Baba Yaga into the hole. And then kicks Annette's head down the hole. And you see it still goes to nothing at that point. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the front door bursts open and it's two police and a woman in like a head thing. And she's like, they broke in, they broke in. And you look around and the place is decrepit. Like the walls aren't perfect anymore. Things are like Like, falling apart. There's boxes and you're like, wait a minute. Yeah, they immediately tell you that this place is abandoned and... No one lives here. It's been abandoned for years. And the police jump into the hole to see what's going on. She's like, no! And the police end up just in the basement. There's nothing there and it's just Annette's head. And that's when they were like, oh, I'm a photographer and I was just taking photos. I just needed photos of something. Police was at night. She's like, yeah. I was like, okay, you can go. Just come down to the station later. That's it. End. Done. That's the movie. And it's like, what just happened? Like, that was, I would say, a good three minutes of, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. It, it like, but it's interesting because you have the perspective of Arno. So it's like, she wasn't crazy. This happened. Nope. But nobody's ever going to believe no. that it happened. Arno knows it happened. She knows it happened. It's done. It's over. But now it's like, okay. And you are left to your own conclusions about what exactly Baba Yaga was. Yeah. I mean, and they they also uh, leave you, like, the last image they leave off on is the fact that, like, it does this pan down. And you see Baba Yaga's cat and the... Uh, her little like magic board with the pieces. Yeah. So it's like she was there. This was real. It wasn't all in their heads. Um but I wish like, again, I wish there was more information. I mm. wish we had something more. <laughs> so Baba Yaga, as this is um titled, 
I did find this out. Baba Yaga, or Baba Jaga, which is spelled with a J, is Slavic folklore. It is an ogress who steals, cooks, and eats her victims, usually children. So what if Baba Yaga in the story was meant to be a type of the uh, Slavic folklore Baba Yaga, who is a supernatural being who appears as a deformed or ferocious looking old woman? What if Baba Yaga, instead of eating children, this type of Baba Yaga was... She keeps them. She keeps them for herself as her own, like, little pets. Now, I don't know a lot about Baba Yaga. I've always, like, known it was a folklore thing. I think there's been a lot of different interpretations of that. I'm just trying to see if... If there's anything here... It is a European folklore, so maybe that's where they were getting it is because we're American, we don't know a lot about this folklore. Mm. What if this was, I mean, the title's right there. It's Baba Yaga. Yeah. What if it? she truly is this type of, this this ogreist type of thing, but she found a way to do it differently. Instead of che- eating children, she was eating, like, using her magic to eat the souls of people, to stay younger, and manipulate these women who she... Like, these are, uh, Annette is a beautiful woman. Yeah. Very beautiful. And so is Valentina. If, you know, she'd cut her hair. Yeah. Do something different, girl. <laughs> Whoa. Um, I can't talk. I had this hairstyle without the bangs a couple months ago. So. I definitely think it's an interesting interpretation mm. of this, like, idea. Yeah. Um, It definitely, it, they take it into, like, a slightly sexual nature, and it's, it's something new. Yeah, it's not, know. it's not bad. It's weird, but it's my kind of weird. I'm comfortable with this. Yeah. Um, I guess that kind of brings us into our closing questions yeah. at this point. Um, overall thoughts. I like this one. It's interesting. I would like to view this again. I would also like to propose to bring this to a friend's night and have other people watch this. I want to know what other people's opinions are on this. Yeah. Uh, I definitely think that would be interesting. Like watching this with a group and kind yeah, of seeing with people with other um, opinions than us. Not so much opinions like, oh, I hate this type of movie or this movie's going to be great. Like what their interpretation of this, because this is purely an interpretation movie. There's not a lot of facts on this one. Like the only fact I could find was the director's uncredited for two to three roles. Yeah. That's it. That's all I could find. So I, I, I liked this. I'd like to do a second viewing. Um, I'm proud to own it. This is a nice one for the the collection. Um, oh, the archive, sure. as you say. It the is now archive. officially called The Archive. <laughs> you can't get away from it. You started it, buddy. The Archive. The Archive. Um, but, yeah, I, I liked this. This was, a, this was a good time. This was a good time on a Sunday afternoon. Yep. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think this was an interesting film. Mm. It's not what I expected going in, which made it better i expected it to be dirty and raunchy and kind of like supernatural horror kind of thing i'm glad it was something i didn't expect i'm really glad it took a different turn yeah it took a turn like and soon the darkness but in a better way in my opinion yes so um i thought everybody did a good job in it yep uh sure the movie has its problems but i don't think it's at fault of anyone like, no not the actors not the filmmakers shit just happens yeah um I think yes it could have used a little more explanation a little more meat 
otherwise it was great it's a solid movie solid um did you have any favorites I'm not tired, I swear. It's just not getting enough oxygen into my brain. Um, favorites. Uh, I think my favorite was probably the scene where she was developing the pictures in Baba Yaga's home. Just to see the different, like, wait, I remember that differently. Wait, and you can see her mind kind of go, wait a minute, these don't look right. Wait, that... You, there's no word spoken. It's all facial. It's all like environmental scene. So you know there's something wrong. And she does too, but they never outwardly say anything. They let the scene provide the context, which I thought was really cool. Okay. What about you? Um, I don't think I had, like, I didn't have any favorite lines for sure, but uh, I, th- I would think I, I did really like the few photography centric moments in the movie like visually they were portrayed really well Mm. um and i did really like the uh the detergent commercial thing because it it just it caught me off guard and it was very uh wacky and just kind of out of place it it was fun Uh, it was it was ridiculous did it work for you I'm going to say it could if there was a couple of questions that was answered. It's It works. It does. But for me personally, it's missing something that I wish they could have at least explained in like maybe text form. Maybe have noted something in the beginning or the end of the film like oh, hey, just to let you know, we were missing this. This is what should have happened. Like, something. And I know they wouldn't have done that. They just put it out as is and said, here you go. Maybe there is extra footage on this Blu-ray that we didn't watch. And I kind of am tempted to watch that just to kind of see what we were missing. There's a documentary. There's deleted scenes um, and a couple other things, too. So I... I kind of want to get into the meat of that and see if there was anything up, but I, it could work. It just needed a couple of, couple of things, couple. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I, I think it works, in some senses. Yeah. Um, like, as a film that is makes you think and, like, is yearns to be interpreted. I think it works beautifully. Like if you're somebody who really likes that type of thing, then this will work for you. Yeah. Uh, I do. Like I agree. I feel like it's missing chunks. I feel like something should have been beefed up in there to like really bring it home. Yeah. Uh, for me personally, I think it works enough. Mm. Um. Obviously, things could be better, but. I don't think it's a bad movie. I'm glad we have it. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad we can revisit it whenever the hell we want. Yep. Maybe in time we'll find out more interesting information about this and maybe we can revisit this one. Maybe. Uh, yeah. I, I'd, I'd definitely be open to going back to it. Yeah. Um, would you recommend it? I would recommend this one. This one's, this one's good. 
anybody who likes to just watch like oh man i'm looking for like a film just to kind of sit here and just watch this is a good movie to put on in the background i do kind of enjoy doing that sometimes when you have a movie in the background and you're doing other things this one's good it's not it's not like oh my god it's so grotesque and horry and it, oh my god there's so much nudity it's terrible it's a fun time i yeah i'll recommend this to pretty much anyone above the age of 18. <laughs> um yeah, uh, like I said before, like if you're somebody who likes uh, to interpret movies, if you you like something that's gonna make you think, I recommend this to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't recommend this to young viewers, mostly not so much for the themes, but like just because it's it's hard to follow and attention spans are limited these days. Yeah, this uh, one isn't like okay, my sister Abigail. 16 year old sister she would hate this movie oh guaranteed i don't even think my other siblings would like this one i don't either uh this is a film student movie yeah i would recommend this to like somebody who's into movies into Mm. film uh you have to be into this exploitation era yeah to really have any interest in this and if you wanted you want to push into the exploitation era pretty good beginner one yeah this This is is a good good starter um, like we said, Ansu in the Darkness is a good starter. This would be a follow-up. Like, yeah. the two of them are actually like, okay, here's the ease. Here you go. Don't go fast into Sex and Fury, guys. Like, that one's... Uh, yeah. That was a lot, and I saw that at <laughs> 20 years old, man. That was a lot. Um, do you think this deserves a remake? Yes, because we're missing stuff. But I think it would be one of those things where... I don't know if enough people are still around who know the original material. I mean, Carol Baker's 90. Yeah. So it's possible that, you know, the director might not be around anymore. And a lot of these people might have passed away. You know, it's getting harder and harder to, like, get material on a lot of stuff because the golden age of cinema, which was the, the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, a lot of those people are gone can't ask these questions anymore back in the 70s and 80s you could those people were still around but now it's getting harder and harder for the older material the 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 material that we didn't have everything for to get remade if this is made remade and it does deserve a remake i think this could be something interesting someone is going to interpret it their way and make something completely different out of this it'll never be the same i think people could only improve on this but i also would hope that they wouldn't make it a raunchy like fucking sex movie well that's part of the thing i actually think like if somebody were to try and remake this today mm. i don't think they would like first of all sexploitation is not a thing that's done anymore no you either do porn or you do movies yep. like <laughs> today there and, is tasteful porn in movies but there's not yeah. sexploitation uh so I don't think anybody... I think they would essentially cut that entire aspect out. Yeah. They would make this into a, a suspenseful horror. Which it could be really good as. Um, I think it would lose something. Because that twist on the Baba Yaga idea, like making it a like a little more perverse, yeah. is like different. Like this Baba Yaga is different. Like she's not... The I'll just eat your children. She's like, well, what if I went out and found my own fun kind of thing? Like that's yeah. cool, but what would somebody interpret this now as? Like I would love to see that, but still kind of terrified because they'd stray so far away from the material. They really here. would. Yeah. Uh, 
Ultimate question, is this mainstream exploitation or other? Exploitation! Don't even need to say anymore. This is exploitation. <laughs> I agree. This is this is exploitation, but it is mild exploitation. This is softcore exploitation. We yeah. haven't gotten into hardcore, like, kids. This doesn't do a lot. No. In terms of exploitation, it's it's mild sexploitation, mild. I would say. It's not too raunchy. It it's got some nudity, but that's about it. Yeah. It doesn't do very much else. Um, yeah, I, I don't personally, like if I didn't know it was already classified as sexploitation, I probably wouldn't categorize it as it. No? Like it's so mild that like I wouldn't really push it to that boundary, hmm. but I guess technically it is. It is. Uh, it said it was on the website, so yeah, I'm going with it. I know, I know. Yeah, but they also didn't they also call as soon the darkness sexploitation? It's really not. It, yeah, they did mark it as sexploitation, but I also believe that that was not the case. I don't know. Let me let me just gently. Just, no, tell me what. Yeah, so it wasn't a sexploitation. I can't find it right now because I'm being dumb. Um, file history. No, I'll use this minute. File. What is happening with this? I'm gonna cut all of this out. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Don't you dare cut this out. I don't know how to work this website. <laughs> <sighs> well, I think that about brings our discussion on. As I have a mental breakdown because I can't do this website. <laughs> to an end. Yes. Um. Did you have any other, anything else you wanted to say about this film? No. Slightly disappointed. Slight. Very, very teeny, teeny. I was like, oh. But very happy that this is a ease into Grindhouse cinema. We've got other shit that is Grindhouse. Oh, yeah. We're going Well, deep. we're getting there. Like, we're getting there. But I'm really happy that I've accidentally picked Grindhouse movies that are like, we're going up the coaster. We have not reached peak yet, and I'm really happy about that. Yes. Sex um, and Fury may have been a little farther up the peak, but we have not so, hit the big drop yet. So far on this podcast, we've, and I've mentioned this before, but we've essentially decided to kind of start, like, unintentionally. We, yeah. We kind of decided to start everything with movies that most people will have at least heard of. Yeah. And... Whether you've seen them or not, like, there'll be things that you know of, and I felt like we should kind of ease in to everything. Yeah. Uh, we're starting to, like, slip in grind, real Grindhouse stuff, like yeah. Sex and Fury and uh, Female Yakuza Tale were early on, yep. but, like, alright, that was a taste. And because we, I didn't know that I actually owned yeah. real grindhouse movie. And then we did we've done a lot of like mainstream stuff. Mm. We've done a lot of things that most people have seen or heard of. And now I really want to start getting closer to what this podcast is ultimately going to be. Yeah. Um we're but, still going to pepper in Oh yeah. That's what I was going to say. We're yeah. still going to do mainstream stuff cuz there's a lot of mainstream stuff I'd like to talk about. Yeah. 
Like, there's a lot of shit that you were like, oh, yeah, that was that was played on Sci-Fi Channel once or twice when I was a kid. Or, oh, yeah, I used to watch that all the time. Like, I'd catch, like, a snippet of it. This is one of those that I've never fucking heard of this till I clicked on it on the Grindhouse fucking website. I was like, what the fuck? Baba Yaga? That sounds funny. Yeah. And I'm we're going to... We're going to try and keep bringing you stuff you know, but I want to bring a lot of stuff that you've never fucking heard of. Even though we're giving you pretty much the synopsis of the movie, please check it out for yourselves. Like, we could miss shit. We could interpret it very differently than what other people would. Even a mainstream movie, like, my interpretation of Terminator could be very different than somebody else's. Like, I still don't like Terminator. It's not my movie. (laughs) Not a big fan of incest. Uh, that out there but yeah alright well that about wraps this up but don't go anywhere just yet stay tuned for the coming attractions city of New Orleans, in a darker side of Dixie, away from the music and the lights, there's a new game in town. You'll be provided with a guide, trackers, and the weapons of your choice. I need to file a missing person report. The competitors are deadly. We pride ourselves in hunting only combat veterans, men who have the necessary skills to make our hunts more interesting. They always win. You want to find your father? Get somebody who knows the city to show you around. Now, the opposition is about to get one last chance. What kind of a name is Chance? My mama took one. My friend, Mr. Boudreaux. Silver Star, Marine Forced Recon. He's obviously not someone we should underestimate. an annoying little insect. Now I'm stepped on hard. We need to get out of here now. Ladies first. What? These men will chase after you. Be mad at you for business or pleasure. Both. Look at it this way. You're gonna get to meet Elvis. Give it a rest, pal. Jean-Claude Van Damme is the hard target. Miss me. From internationally acclaimed action director John Woo. How's it feel to be hunted? You tell me. Hard target. So you know nothing about this next one. I have no idea what we're watching. All I know is it's called Hard Target. Yes, we are making a shift. Uh so far we've done a lot of horror we've done a lot of like thrillers some little bit of comedy mm. uh this I think is other than Terminator which I would classify more as a slasher mm. uh this is gonna be our first full blown action movie oh no yeah it's Jean-Claude Van Damme yes it's a John Woo film yes oh. <laughs> This is John Woo at his finest. This is when he was peak of his career or start? Uh, 
may have been during the peak. Uh, this is one of the ones I remember him fondly for. Uh, so, this is John claude Van Damme and Lance Hendrickson. Uh, balls out action. Uh, I fucking love this movie. It's absolutely ridiculous in every goddamn way. This man has done so much. Oh, wait. I own a John Woo film. Care to elaborate? Pause. I think it's here. I do. I own a Mandarin John Woo film. Ah, uh, yes. Red Cliff. Yep. It's the story of uh, General Sao and his chickens. <laughs> That's what I always called it, but yeah. Yes. Uh, All right. I like John Woo. This is one of his later ones. Yeah, this is one of like the last ones he did. Um, What we're going to be watching next is... Peak 90s. Is full on like all the tropes that make a John Woo film they're gonna be in this oh, like God. we're talking slow motion doves uh doves yeah john woo is synonymous with slow motion doves flying oh my god um and this is you're gonna get that in this you're gonna get fucking ridiculous gunfights and uh fight sequences and it's it's awesome <laughs> it's fucking awesome good god <laughs> highly stylized action Oh, I'm not ready for this. I'm not. I'm not ready for this. Well, get ready, honey, because... Honey! There's a lot of ridiculous action in exploitation. The movie previously he directed was called Hardboiled. Yes. That is his most infamous film, and that will also get covered at some oh, point. Oh, it's got Chow Yun-Fat! I love Chow Yun-Fat. Yes. Oh. That one you might enjoy. That one's a fucking buttload of fun buttload yes I'm gonna have to go on a hunt for all of these uh, Chinese movies <laughs> he did face off he did face off never seen it oh yeah Mission Impossible 2 I have seen that I hate Tom Cruise I hate that man with a passion I like Mission Impossible okay he's working on a movie he's always working on a movie it's called Silent Night Dun, dun, dun. Dun. All right. Well, John uh, Woo, we'll be seeing you next week. All right. Before we wrap up, where can people find you on the interweb? I am on Instagram at Leah Diana Photography. I am on Discord at Podcast Grind. Blah, 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 blah. Grindhouse, Grindhouse Podcast. Podcast. Wow. Um, you can also find me on Facebook at Grindhouse Podcast. You can find me on Instagram at the same name. You can also find me on Twitter, because I'm probably going to be running the Twitter, at Grindhouse Cast. Uh, yeah, if anybody knows my personal ones, which quite a few family and friends will, you can see me there. Um, you can find me at all of the Grindhouse links that she just mentioned. Uh, on a more personal note, you can find me on Instagram at overlook-film or overlook.film overlook. on Instagram. Overlook. Yep. Uh, for all your video, audio, podcast needs mm -hmm. um, in the New England area, I am available. Hit me up. 
Um, for recommendations on films, coffees that you should check out, um, if you want to see our movie collection or just chat with us, reach out. We want to hear from you. Yes. Um, if you're listening to the podcast, um, give us five stars. We're on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your morning fix. Um, new episodes come out first thing every Monday morning, so stay tuned. Um, if you're listening and you want a more visual experience, subscribe to us on YouTube where you can get every single episode in its entirety with video. Say hi, Kate. Hi. <laughs> um, if you like what we're doing and you want to support the show, you can find all that information down in the show notes. As we've mentioned many times before, we have a Patreon uh, mm-hmm. where we've got some fun little rewards so if you want to help us out with hosting fees then you can get some cool stuff in return oh yeah until next week i'm sean i'm leah thanks for listening and keep watching Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.